Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Chingasso's Combat Crew, your one-stop shop for all your combat news. We got the official first episode of 2024, and we're starting to heat it up because we got no fights for like the third week in a row, but we got plenty of combat news to talk about. We got Ryzen 45 on the deck. We got Francis Ngannou versus Deontay Wilder news hot off the press. Ankaliyev versus Johnny Walker Part 2 coming up. And tons of stuff that I've been fighting on the Reddits and YouTubes. So, Fonto, how you doing, my man? Dude, it's good, man. I can't wait for some of these fights to come up, man. There's going to be some bangers pretty coming up pretty soon. So, I'm, I'm hell excited about this. Definitely, definitely. But before we get into 2024, Fonzo, let's go back and talk about 2023. I found this video Ooh. on YouTube. I don't know. Actually, I do know. YouTube is not going to let us share this. So I'm going to have to block it. So you won't be able to see on YouTube, but you'll be able to follow along on any social media, actually on any streaming platform that you want to listen to. So let's do this. Let's go over this real quick. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but let's go take a trip down memory lane, Fonzo. This is finishes you forgot in 2024, my man. I'm not going to play any sound. Because they always... Oh, dang. That's, that was a hell of an Ige, uppercut. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Then Ige dumping somebody in the guts. Yeah, dude. Stay quiet, my friends. Dude, that was just like a like a short uppercut. Look at this. Here's my boy. Uh, so here is... Who's this? Oh, that's Umar. Yeah. Versus Barcelos. Yep. Umar Nurmagomedov with a flying yeah. fake knee in that left hook. That's almost like Armand Sarukian-like, bro. Dude. If you know what I mean? Like that when he got yeah. Vinny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How about this one, Rob like, Font and Adrian Yanez? That was a dude. banger, dude. They were slinging yeah. and banging. And Rob Font was just not messing around, bro. Look at that. Giannis look like someone cut the strings on a marionette, bro. Like a puppet. I'm not your puppet. Dude, well, Font fucking grabbed the back of his neck and then just went from, like, way downtown and just swung on him like that overhand right. Fucking Hadouken so, style. Yeah. Hadouken! Ooh. Who's this? I don't even know. Torres versus Mota? Let's yeah, watch this one in slow-mo. We'll watch two more real quick. Did he really do the John Cena, you can't see me shit? Oh, that was bro, an elbow. Bro, you mean John Cena's been doing the Torres, you can't see Torres <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> that's a sick one right there, bro. Look at this. Elbow. Dude, Dude that's almost that's like one of those Muay Thai elbows. Yeah, that's exactly. That might be the first knockout like that in the UFC you've ever seen. That's Ooh, sick. He stepped into that shit like... Like he was gonna hit a brick wall with it. Like he's gonna go through the brick wall. He ended up going through this. He's like skull. doing a taekwondo Dude, demo with boards, and that guy's faces the board. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Dude, that, Dude. like all his body weight weight went through that. Crazy. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a weak hit or quitter. All right, let's let's watch one more, bro. One more, one more. How about this one? What's this? Oh shit. Oh, this is a. Uh... Is this Michael Johnson? No. no. Damn. But that's Diego Ferreira. 
Oh, that is Michael Johnson, bro. It is. It is. Yeah, Michael it is. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he got laid. Like yeah, he got laid out. He got all. Awesome. He had them little Afro puffs in the back to knock <laughs> less hey, than the blow. Cushion hey, the blow. But check it out. It's a seven minute video finishes you forgot in 2024 courtesy of the ufc good freaking video to watch all right fonzo you ready to get into combat news my man let's go of course you are that's why you're here with me tonight boom hot off the press i just added this not too long ago and francis just asked me to join his personal ig channel along with like 50 kajillion other people but he just <laughs> announced on that ig channel that he's ready and it's gonna go down in March, bro. Marzo, Marzo, March. It's going Ooh, down. All, all Ngano has to do is throw one leg kick. That's it. For when you'll get a point deducted, and then Wilder won't be able to step into anything else. For Damn, the rest of the chicken fight. legs, bro. <laughs> Swat reels, man. <laughs> a strong gust of wind's gonna snap him in half. So Ooh, we'll see. But kick. hey. How much do you think he's going to get for this one? Because I, I guess, I mean, if we go low end, when he fought Tyson, he probably got like somewhere between 10 to 20 mil. Yeah. Not as much as we thought he was going to get, but still more than he would have made over several fights in the UFC under that contract, right? Or was yeah. that? Because it was yeah, supposed I, to be 10 mil per fight or something like that, right? Is that what it was? I think so. I think that was it, yeah. Um. Yeah, but then he was like, it was all restricted too. Like the rest of his contract was super, super, restricted. super. Yeah. So, so now it looks yeah, like we're not going to see him doing anything in the PFL anytime soon. Maybe late like summer, it. early fall. They haven't announced but, anything, and then depends on the outcome of this fight. Like if he gets whooped, like I don't think he's gonna. But if he gets whooped on, like how long is medical suspension going to be? Yeah, for reals. Or, so, or not only that, but, I mean, this whole dream could go away if he looks like a clown. That's true. I don't he gets, think he um, is. You know what I mean? Like, after this, honestly, who else is left for him to for, that people would want to see? Do people really want to see him fight, like, the top contenders? Anthony Joshua? They want to fight Anthony Joshua next? Does Anthony Joshua even want to entertain that? Because he, a long time ago, he said he's not into fights. Like that. He just wants to fight for belts and things like that. But if Francis wins this and he reigns, That's what I'm saying. then he has to fight him. So, boom. I think if Francis wins this fight, he's going to open more doors for him, bring in more cash. Dana White's blood pressure is going to go higher than it already is. And his look awesome. Dude, well, I think, I think, um, um, for this fight, dude, he, he might, to answer your first question, he might end up getting. I don't think he's going to get less than less than twenty mil for this you fight. Think so you think he'll get a little bit more this time around? I think so, man. I think so. I think so too. I think so because I think he proved himself in the last fight that he's not a fluke. Right. He can hang out with the big boys, and he warrants the big paydays. You know what I mean? More, and and more on, eyes and, are on him now too. Like right? think about how and many honestly, more people dude, are, like exposed to him now. Yeah, and honestly, dude, 20 mil for a heavyweight top contender, like, that's probably not too bad. You know, I don't know what those pay-per-view numbers are going to look like, but uh, they should get some money back, right? Yeah. What do you guys yeah. think out there? You guys interested in this Ngannou versus Deontay Wilder? Or are you just like, yo, whatever, man, just get to the PFL, start knocking fools out, because that's what we want to see. 
I don't know. I I, I, I think I want to see. I both. do. I do. I do want to see both. And I actually, this is the the boxing match that I wanted to see before Tyson Fury. I think this is a better matchup for him. Not to say that this he can win, but I think this is a more winnable fight for him. And this, and then the style that the way that Deontay fights presents it presents more opportunities for Francis to be Francis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dropping bombs and knocking people's heads off. Yeah. Dude, after All this, right, if he wins the title, then he can go and uh, try to fucking fight Alexander Usyk. That's going to be the next guy. Yeah, yeah. But I think Tyson Fury is fighting him next. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's already on deck. That's already scheduled. All right, bro. You ready? Because it's about to go down. We're like yeah. two weeks away. <laughs> two, nine, these seven. Dudes. And these two clowns, actually, they're not clowns, but the two main eventers are already going at it. I mean, they've been going at it since UFC turning at 296. That little rough and tumble in zone yeah. 234, row two, three, sec. Not just. So since then, they've just been going back and forth, back and forth. And honestly, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of just like, dude, just stop talking. You're going to fight already because it's not looking to any. Like, they're both just pointing fingers. They're both talking shit, both crossing the line. And I'm kind of over it by now because I'm not shocked by anything that anybody's saying anymore. What do you say? I've been over it a long time ago, man. You know me. Just get to the fight. Just yeah, seriously, man. I, I don't think it's kind of getting like, you know, like, you know, using the word of 2023 or 2022, but it's just getting cringier every time they keep trying to one up themselves from the time before. And Sean and Sean is like, dude, I mean, how many times can Sean Strickland be like, I'm going to kill you. You're talking <laughs> about my trauma. <laughs> just ignore it, bro. Start and stop having firework fights, bro. <laughs> for real. For All right, real. We're also a couple of weeks away from the next one championship event. And guess what, dude? Unfortunately, it's going to be another pay-per-view event. So we're not going to be able to see unless you drop the cash. And the main event is supposed to be Tang taking on Takuru. And there have been rumors floating around that Tang may not be able to make it to the fight. And you're like, why? What's going on? Motherfuckers playing volleyball in a cast over there. I Damn. guess, I, I don't know if you can see Fonzo, but he's on the screen to the right. He's on the screen, in the middle on the right. He's the guy wearing the white flowery shirt. And he has his left arm in a sling. So I oh, think this shit. picture was taken sometime after Thanksgiving or like the beginning of December. So there's no way he's going to be 100% ready to train and take on full, you know, full contact with the, with an yeah. injury like that. So, da, 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 bro, the fight that we wanted from the beginning is what we're going to get. And it's Super Lick taking on Takeru, bro. Hey, man, sometimes things fall into place, you know? A lot of people on on the Reddits were talking about this as being like a setup fight. That this was what was going to happen from the get go, and they were saying like, "Watch, Shotree's going to pull a curveball at the last minute and change Takuru's opponent," because Rotang and Super like are two different. I mean, their styles are similar but yet super different. 
Because Raw Tank's going to take a lot of shots that Super Lake is not. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, now Takuru's got a whole new opponent, and he is going to have to change his game plan just a little bit. But nonetheless, dude, this should be a banger of a fight. But again, it's going to be on pay-per-view, bro. Pay-per-view. So get the cheddar ready. Got right. it. Staying on this one championship tip, you dropped this bit of information for me. I'm just going to play the clip, bro. This is Shatri at a press conference earlier in the week announcing what? Check it out, my man. I'm announcing the greatest Grand Prix in the history of the sport of Muay Thai. One million U.S. dollars. 16 of the best strikers in the world will descend this year for one million U.S. dollars. Fans all over the world, please tell me who you want to see. Do you want to see Superbon? Yes. Do you want to see Rotang? Yes. Who do you want to see? Because this is an open weight Grand Prix. In the, this yes. is going to blow up. You're going to see big guys against small guys, and it's going to be huge. Harrison? Do you want to see Jonathan Haggerty or Liam Nolan? People are going to get fucking murdered. Dude, that's what I was telling Nate. Dude, fighters from around the world. Weird's gonna get one million dollars. World Grand Prix, open weight Dude. Muay Thai. I promise you, open this weight Muay Thai. Damn. Dude, you imagine a Jonathan Haggerty going up broadcast. against like a Rod Tang, maybe? Yeah. That would be insane. Like this instantly gave me old K1 GP vibes. Yeah, that's exactly you know it, mean? man. Dude, uh, it's dude, excited, but oh yeah, but Hell yeah, that's gonna be a hard fight for the little dudes. Definitely. Uh, maybe we can work like on an old K1 GP video to or highlight reel to talk about next week or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just to set yeah, ourselves up. Right. This right. is little, gonna little be appetizers, you know, little, Yes, yeah. exactly, bro. Exactly. All right. Now, this is not so fun to talk about. Oh, actually, this is the next one, isn't? Uh. One Friday fights 46. This was the last pay per view, and it's up on YouTube for Frizzle now, my man. So look it up. One rewind, one Friday fights 46. It's the main card. This was Tawan Chai taking on Super Bond. And this was like, you remember that episode? Like when I was watching this fight, dude, it brought back memories of a crazy episode of South Park. Do you ever see the episode? Where they were playing Little League Baseball. <laughs> and they played yeah. a team that was so good. They could hit the ball anywhere. <laughs> like and right into your glove. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And they That's chose like to strike out all the time. Yes. <laughs> that was these two dudes fighting. Dude, there was just pinpoint accuracy at its finest, man. Like they were getting, squeezing in shots into tiny areas. And they were causing major, major damage, dude. So if you do anything, you got like 10 minutes of time to watch. You're jumping on the treadmill. You're going to go for a run. You're at the gym. Throw this on. This will motivate the shit out of you, man. Trust me. One Friday fights, 46. Go all the way to like the last 15 minutes and just let it go and watch. Trust me. Trust y'all. Trust. All right. All right. So this is what I was going to talk about, Fonzo. This is not the nice stuff that we like to talk about, but it is something that we got to talk about. I like watching one championship, dude. I like having the variety. I love the Muay Thai. I love it. It's the only Muay Thai we get. And they're, they might be in trouble, bro. They might be Damn. losing a buttload of money because they just lost 
three of their execs from the upper echelon and it says that they quit so if they're quitting that's bad news dude like no one jumps out of a ship that's rising they only yeah. jump out of a sinking ship so i don't know if this foreshadows things that are to come I don't know if that's why Shatri's like, yo, I got to pull something out of my ass. I'm doing this Muay Thai GP. But, oh, man, we'll see what happens, man. Keeping our fingers crossed. I know they're trying to do more shows in the United States. Hopefully that starts to trickle in more money because, dude, we got to keep one going, bro. We already lost Bellator. Or not really, but it took a blow. It took a step back for sure. Yeah, We're going to wait. We're going to wait and see. And. Uh, have to watch and see what happens with Bellator and its footprint on the MMA scene, but this would be a big, big loss to the MMA community if we lost one, bro. What do you think? No, I yeah. think so too, man. Hell yeah! yeah. Sad, Dude, sad news. Those fights are exciting as hell. Hell yeah! And you know, it sucks that that they might be in this kind of trouble because you're right. You know what I mean? Like, besides the UFC, which is a big name, like I think I think they need more competition. We need we need other like a lot more variety, like you were saying. Exactly, bro. Exactly. What if you went to the buffet and only had was fried chicken and french fries and you're like, but I want chow mein yeah. and chicken enchiladas and soft serve ice cream. And like, no, nah, bro, all you get is chicken and fries. You're like, that's not a buffet. What if I want King Crab Licks? Boom. You better go King Buffet, bro. <laughs> all right. This is a nice tidbit of information, dude. What do you think about this? So when Bilal fought, was it Luque? I can't remember. Or sent to Luque. I think, so. I think well, one of his last recent fights when he fought, and he beat the brakes off of somebody. I think it might have been Luque. And prior to that fight, Bilal had went to Dagestan and trained with Khabib and the boys. And when he came back, he was like a refreshed fighter. And he's going back for this camp. He's going back. To the dog to Dagestan with the boys, and he's gonna get ready for Leon. What do you think, dude? Is that gonna help? Is it gonna make a difference or not, dude? Yeah, hell yeah, will. Yeah, I mean, those guys over there are fucking just killing it, dude. They, it, it's like if you're gonna go out there, that, that well, that's where you're gonna be if you're gonna train wrestling, dude. Like if you're gonna if you want to improve your wrestling, that's where you're gonna go. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what he's, he's going to need that grind. You know what I mean? Cause yes. you know, cause you know that, um, you're not going to outstrike Leon, bro. No, no. And, and like Leon's got a fucking tank, you know what I mean? Yes. So you're going to have to grind him down. You're going to have to deplete so, that tank. Yeah. So deplete that's the life move. on Leon. Take him to the later rounds and stack points, win yeah. rounds, put him in your pocket, go into rounds four and five of head on the cards and just keep the pressure coming. Keep going. Yeah. Just follow their textbook game plan. And that honestly might be the only way he can win, I think. You know? But, hey, it's coming up soon. All right, dude. This was a cool story that we read that we shared a little while back. Uh, this was Francis Ngannou's coach talking about the next day after Francis fought Tyson Fury. Oh, and he yes, got his yes. bank statement from Wells Fargo, and he was like, what the shit is going on? He didn't say the exact amount of money that was in his account, but he said it was life-changing. He says that since that day, he's been able to enjoy coaching more because now he doesn't have to do it 
as a job, he can do it like, oh, yeah, I want to coach that guy. Or no, I'm not going to coach that guy because I don't need the money anymore. And he's been able to do a handful of other things like take care of his family. But he broke down, said he started crying. And uh, he said Francis didn't have to do that because he wasn't even the main coach. So that's just the kind of guy Francis is, man. Thought that was a cool story to share. And dude, and the other thing I was just we were just talking about, like I mean, yeah, he might have gotten like 15 mil for that fight, which is a lot of money, but at the same time, is it really that much money in the grand scheme of things? Not really. So if he's breaking people off with the with with his purse, dude, that's fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that's hella standard. To me, dude, that's like like that's a man who's already rich beyond riches. Like he doesn't fucking even like in his mind, he's already got the Scrooge McDuck vault, dude. He's already won. So anything he's bringing in now, like he doesn't care, man, because he's just going to go back to his hometown where one million dollars is a kajillion dollars. You know what I mean? Or he'll fight somebody else and just make more money anyways. So I'm, and I'm I, glad. I think you're right, and I think that's what gave him leverage with the UFC too. You know what I mean? Where he's just like, I don't need this. Exactly. That's because that's not really what he was after, anyways. Yeah, you know no, he wants everybody. No. That's yeah, fucking awesome. So that's cool, man. Yeah, when you when you got your own morals, you're following your own. You just walk into the beat of your own drum, man. You you don't care about shit like that. So that's the dream, man. Everyone wants to get there. Yeah. So shout out, Francis. Thank you for inspiring us, bro. And we'll get there someday. Maybe even this year. All right, bro. Speaking of this year, and is this going to be the year? Are we finally going to see this guy? Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen. Conor McGregor. And I put a filter on. I'd like to announce Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. The greatest comeback of all time will take place in Las Vegas for International Fight Week on June the 29th. Come a little closer. And the opponent, Michael Chandler. And the weight, Mr. Chandler, 185 pounds. (laughs) There you have it, my people. There you have it. Connor announced on New Year's Eve that he's coming back for International Fight Week June 29th, taking on Michael Chandler, and he's asking Mr. Chandler to not move up one weight class, but two weight classes, as this is going to take place at the middleweight division. I don't know if he's being serious or not about that. What do you think? I I don't know, man. I think that's that's too heavy, dude. Like, I don't think Chandler would agree to that. Why would you agree to that? Chandler already said yes, but at, I don't at know. At that weight class? Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't said anything against it. So he hasn't said no either. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. So I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But 185 seems like a big, big jump. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. And I'm not the, the more the more this gets played out, the the, the, the less I want to see it, to be honest. Like just, I didn't want to see it in the first place. Now it just it's like these are the veggies on the stage plate with your steak you just got to get them down so that you can get to the steak <laughs> let's get it over with all right man ufc 300 and i don't know if this is going to be the main event or not but leon already confirmed that his opponent is going to be Bilal at ufc 300 
And that afterwards, if once he beats Bilal, he'll have a another a return to the UK to defend his belt, and he's gonna have it at this soccer stadium. I'm not a big oh, soccer shit. follower, but I guess it's supposed to be like a huge, huge team. Uh somewhere in Birmingham at Villa Park. So I got Bilal on the screen, but I also got Shafkot because apparently Shafkot's name was coming up in the conversation. But unfortunately, he is coming off of that surgery, so he's not going to be available. Oh, yeah. All right, Fonzo, your boy, Santo. Who is this guy's name again? Laulito. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Three, two. All right, Fonzo, your boy, Santo Raulito's name came up in the news. And for sure, he was trying to just chomp at, like, trying to bite off way more than he could chew. And he suggested that he get matched up with Cody... No love Garbrandt at UFC 300. What do you think about that? Man, he's he's trying to bite off more than you chew again, man. Definitely. Definitely a name that's going to draw a lot of eyes, a lot of attention, a lot of viewers. But that's way too fast for the for the dude. Calm down, my man. Instead, you're getting pretty Ricky Turquoise. What do you think about that, dude? You know that guy? I think that's way more. I, I, I don't, but, which is why I think it's way more his speed. <laughs> he, he needs to work himself up. Man. I mean, he's young. He's a kid still, man. He's he's got time. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. You know, he probably should have went to LFA or something like that. But hey, take your time, get the easier fights, develop your skills. And this opponent, this Ricky Turquoise, Turk Turk Turquoise, Turcios. Ricky Turcios. I think this is the perfect type of opponent for him. You know what I mean? It's not going to be too dangerous. It's going to be someone that's, I don't know. I don't know this guy's record or anything like that, but I know he has fought in the UFC. So it should be a pretty interesting fight. You know what I mean? Next story. Justin Gagey trying to stir up some, I don't know. What would you call this, man? Stir the pot. Trying to get Islam to bite. And Islam is biting. Because he's like, yo, Charlie Olives already got his shot. He missed the bow. He didn't want to fight Islam. Let me fight him. So what do you think? Dude, that'd be a good fight. This fight. Should they make this? Should I, they just stick with the Charlie Olives? Nah, I'm all for this, dude. Dude, I like yeah. Justin Gaethje. I think it's going to, like, it, it'd be a good test for him, too. Definitely, definitely. And do you see this playing out the same way that it did against Khabib? Or do you think it will be a little bit different? Do you think he's a different fighter now? Uh, it'll be similar, but I think I think Gaethje would be would be prepping for it. Like, if he gets a full camp behind it, he'll definitely prep for it, and he'll make it a lot more competitive. And I don't think that, uh, that Islam is on the level that Khabib was. So For sure. Should be a little more I, competitive. <clears throat> right, right. So I think Gaethje, if he can put the pressure on him and not let himself get taken down, he can really he can get him. So and, I'm, and I'm too, dude, this. I'm kind of tired. I'm getting kind of tired of some of these rematches all the time, man. Like they rematch a fight, and then that puts the the belt or those that puts those fighters on the shelf for yeah. three to six months, and then once they fight, then we gotta wait another three to six months. For them to fight somebody else. And then what if they make them rematch again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We already saw Charlie Olives in Islam. Let's do Gagey and Islam. Because we don't know how long 
Islam is going to be here for. Let's not have these two rockets miss each other. Let's have that fucking collision that we deserve. Yeah, bro. Last week was the end of the year <laughs> show, and we gave out, you know, at the very end, we had a super touching tribute. If you didn't watch, go to our YouTube page, Chingasso's Crew, and scroll to the end. And we Get went over, out. definitely. And we went over a handful of fighters that called it a career in 2023. And Jorge Masvidal was on there. We gave him a little shot. We gave him a little shine. We talked about him. We talked about how he, he started the first time we saw him on the screen and how cool it was. And that now he's riding up to the sunset. And guess what? Motherfucker's back. <laughs> he says unretired. I don't know if this is drunk talk. I don't know if this is him like, yo, I'm going to do BKFC. Yo, I'm going to do bare knuckle MMA. Or does this mean UFC? What do you think, man? Is this I'd rather see him or fair enough. Where would you rather have? Yeah, you already answered my question. Thank you. There you go. Same, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, if, he, if he's if he's back, if he's back, I'd rather see him in, in bare knuckle. I think I he's don't, done with the UFC. Yeah, and there's no matchups there for him to, that we want to see anyways. That's, I mean, that's exactly what if why. he goes to PFL? Lesser competition? Right. Would that be you know what I mean? Like uh that would be like a step back, but two steps forward somehow, maybe. Yeah, because maybe lesser competition would equal funner fights for us to watch with him being involved. That's true. Maybe. Plus, it'll 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 give it'll give the PFL like a recognizable name. Yeah, for sure. It'll draw more eyes, man. All right, dog. Yeah. Check this out. Our boy Jesus Aguilar got a fight going down on the UFC February twenty fourth card in Mexico, taking on Matthias. Mendonca. So the boy Jesus Aguilar packing the bags, taking a short trip from Tijuana to think this is the Mexico City card, no, bro? I think so, yeah. 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 So he's going to be down there with Puro Chicali, Edgar Chaides, Brandon Moreno. The whole crew is going to be heading down there, bro. Yeah. All right. We were just talking about this man, and we're, we did not mean to disrespect or throw any type of shade on the man. But what do you think about this matchup, bro? Instead of Charlie Olives taking on Islam, what about Charlie Olives and Armando Sarukian, also known as Armand Sarukian? Huh? Huh? I huh? think this is a much better fight. Right? Much and better fight. This makes yeah. for it. This could be like a title eliminator fight. Like, Whoever wins this gets the next shot, bro. Gets the next shot immediately. And and this this is the kind of matchups, dude, that I think like this division needs. You know what I mean? Like you need to shake things up a little. You got to do things a little differently. And you can still you might still end up with the same outcome at the end. You might still have one of these guys fighting for the title. You know what I mean? You're just doing it differently. You're putting on a fresh fight. That is so true, dude. That is so true. And I, you know what I mean? Like the UFC took a big gamble. When they scheduled Benil Dariush, one of their top contenders in the division, against a young and up-and-coming fighter, Armand Sarukian, not knowing what would happen. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we got this young guy. He could develop into a star. And what if the complete opposite would have happened? What if Benil yeah. smashes Armand and puts a, a stop to him 
and does like a David Luazu versus Rich Franklin kind of deal. Remember uh, that guy? Yeah. Luazu yeah. was skyrocketing at the time. And then he fights Rich Franklin and Rich Not Franklin today. beat the shit out of him for three rounds. And after that, he was like definitely not the same fighter anymore. All right. So UFC officially dropped April 6th. UFC fight night. Marvin Vittori taking on Brandon Allen, number five versus number eight. And if Brandon Allen, dude, can put on a performance like he did in his last showing against uh, Paul Craig. Remember when he beat the brakes out of Paul Craig, dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Paul Craig's Damn. quickly becoming like a gatekeeper, unfortunately. But that was a big test, and that's what you're supposed to do to lesser fighters. You know what I mean? When they put a lesser fighter in front of you, you're supposed to show that they don't belong there with you. And that's exactly what Brandon Allen did. And if he can do that against Vittori, dude, Vittori ain't no chump. Vittori has got good, good wrestling, pretty decent stand-up. And, hey, this would be an excellent feather in his cap and propel Brandon Allen easily into the top five. What do you say? It's going to be a tough fight, man. I just think Vittori is strong. Like he, I, He's just not going to give him an opportunity. I think he's just going to end up doing what he does in most fights and just smother him. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, hopefully he finds a way out of that. Well, Brandon, like one good thing about Brandon's game is he's got a really good clinch game and he's a strong fucking dude. He's a big boy. So Vittoria is not going to be able to bully him around and that and his usual game plan might fall right into what Brandon is really good at. Getting you in that clinch, hitting you with el quick short elbows, getting you with knees, dragging you down to the ground and finishing you with subs or some ground and pound. So, I hope yeah, so, man. I don't know that. I hope, I hope so. so too, because Vittori's style is not a fan of it, bro. I'm not nope. a fan. Me neither, dude. This is gonna be on the one championship pay per view. Uh, this is gonna be a lot of the jujiteros out there are circling the calendar because this is a dynamite match, man. I almost wish that we could see this like on a who's number one or a UFC fight pass with an unlimited time and no cage restrictions, and no one referee involved. This is uh, Cade Rudolo taking on Tommy Langaker. These are two highest of the highest levels of grapplers right now, in Gi and in Nogi, dude. They're both world champions, and they're both ADCC vets, dude. This is going to be a treat of a show. This could be a main event on any... I'm sorry, on any grappling event in... In anywhere, anywhere, on any venue. But uh, we're getting it on the one championship. We got it on the screen right now. I got four shots of four different episodes. UFC Fight Lore. Have you ever heard of this? No, dude. What is this? No. Looks trippy. It's pretty cool. Look, so Reminds me of the old school like MTV animation. It is. It is. It's pretty gritty. Not. I mean, it's different style animation. It's not super like... Uh, Gonna Chris. catch your eye, looks like little kid drawing, but it's super entertaining. What it is is uh UFC interviews and they've turned them into cartoons. So I watched four episodes, I watched a Glover to share a story, so it's like a 30-minute episode, it's like a little documentary going over Glover's journey from Brazil all the way to becoming a UFC champion. There was an episode right. on Stefan Bonner and 
gosh. Oh, start over. Three, two. There was an episode with Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin about how they got on to Ultimate Fighter. What was it like on Ultimate Fighter? Stephen Bonner tells a crazy story that I had never heard about while he was living in the tough house. Pretty cool. Go and watch it. Uh, All right. There's a cool story here in the upper left-hand corner of a guy named Lee Murray. I know I talked about him on a 40s with Friends episode. He was a guy who robbed a bank in the UK, the biggest bank in the biggest <laughs> bank heist in the history of bank heist. Yeah. That was a cool story. And then there's also a story of Nick Diaz when he fought Joe Riggs. Oh shit. And how they ended up fighting in the hospital. So uh I got a little clip here, Fonzo. Let's play it. All right, Fonzo. So here's the clip. UFC Fight Lore, Nick Diaz versus Joe Riggs. So if you got a subscription to UFC Fight Pass, you can go and watch all these. They got a couple seasons of this, I guess. But the last season's episodes are all free on YouTube. And this one is a free episode. So again, Nick Diaz, Joe Riggs. Check it out. So let me set the scene here. This is uh, after Rick and Nate fought, or I'm sorry, and Nick fought both to the hospital. Right? So this is them at the hospital. I've never fought in a hospital since or before. So. So that's just a little sound bite, man. But the whole episode is like that, dude. Like, there's just awesome Nick Diaz sound bites the entire time. But go ahead and check it out, man. I spent a good, like, two, three hours just watching back-to-back-to-back-to-back episodes of this. I had a little bit of free time, and I enjoyed every single second of it, man. UFC Fight Lore. Yeah, give it a shot. Do they let me ask you a question? Do they have a they have one made from that time where what was it, Bruce Buffer and uh was it who was it? Was it um Robbie Lawler who they got in a fight in an elevator with Dana White? Was it them two? You know what? I don't know who it was. I know I remember something like that, but I don't know the details of it. But there is a Bruce Buffer one. They beat the I shit don't... out of each other while while they were yeah. Well, they were in uh, they were in uh, um, they were in the elevator, and then they went party afterwards all together. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I don't think it was Robbie Lawler because Robbie Lawler would have murked him. But it was somebody earlier, like in the early two thousands. But I can't remember yeah. who it was. Yeah. All right, man, check this out. Tom Aspinall recently tweeted, seeded this. Check this out. Is this a truth bomb or what? Last time Stipe fought in one, GTA San Andreas had just come out on PS2. What? What? He will fight next for the undisputed heavyweight title ahead of me. Who's the interim champ? Active and ranked number one in the world right now. This makes me quite upset. That can't be true. Stipe? It is. Well, I mean... No, when was the last time Stipe fought? GTA GTA has been out forever, bro. He might that was, that's probably not accurate because probably hyperbole. Hyperbole. I was hyperbole. <laughs> so, 
So while uh, you look that up, let me let me drop these other uh, quotes that he dropped. I'm just trying to be the best and fight the best people. I know that's hard for a lot of people to get their head around. Don't be so triggered, guys. Absolutely, Stipe has a great resume and is a legend in his own right. So has Tony Ferguson. Maybe we should give him a shot at the undisputed title next too. <laughs> Fuck. Final fun fact: since Stipe last won a fight, August 2020. That's I have it. blown my knee out, went through the rehab process, and had a year off. I also had seven UFC fights, including four wins versus top 10 ranked opponents and won the interim title on two weeks' notice. Are all the things that he's saying fair or no? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's fair, dude. You know what I mean? I think it's fair. And, you know, to be to be honest, man, like I think, like I said, man, like Stipe doesn't, like he he's not really interested in fighting too much anymore. I, I mean, and we know that he's not active. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I just looked it up. GTA two GTA San Andreas came out October twenty sixth, two thousand four. Yeah, I was gonna say that's way. They won a fight way after that, guys. Come on, <laughs> come on, don't be serious. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's neither but... here nor there, Fonzo. No. No, 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 man. He should really, Stipe should really just Here's either the fact. retire, like, sure, get off the pot. There you go. Exactly. Is he a, was he a great fighter? Yes. Does yeah. he deserve a shot at the, at the current title? Definitely not. Does he deserve to still fight? Hey, let him prove it, but not in a title fight and not when the challenge, not, and all right, if you want to give him a title fight, then have him fight Tom right now. Right. Why make him why make Tom wait and then make him wait to fight the winner of John once John beats the shit out of Stipe? I don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is it, it makes up. no sense. Messed up yeah, to the no max, sense. bro. Messed up to the max. All right, bro. We're rounding third base, heading home. Next weekend we got UFC. We have not had UFC in over three weeks, man. And I am Feeling it, bro. I am feeling it. So next week, finally got UFC fight night. Magomed Ankalayev taking on Johnny Walker. We're running it back. And I got some bangers that you're going to want to check out on the screen. So let's go over the bangers only, Fonzo. Bangers only. Right now on the screen, going over prelims. I'm looking. And I didn't put the Chingasso seal of approval on three of them. But... Two of the three, actually, all of these fights are going to be interesting for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Marcus McGee, I don't know if you follow him, dude, but he's got a YouTube page. I'm going to look it up right now. You, He's got a cooking page. It's super good. A cooking he's page? Got, what does he cook? He's like all kinds of, it's called like munchies with Marcus or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay and his intro is super cool dude it's super cool all right so check this out bro so i only i've ever since i've came across his youtube page i've been more into his fights and he's actually not that bad of a fighter but check out this intro to his cooking show it's called uh the the munchies or munchies time something like that something to do with munchies obviously getting high cooking food so uh check out this little intro in this video straight to the point all rolled up in a joint maniac 
breakfast sandwich? Personality, bro. Wow. PFC <laughs> need to take advantage. All notes up. Fried egg, aioli. There's the bacon. All grilled on sourdough bread. I think that's it. Man, I got all the flavor bitches say I'm delicious. I'm a hat. All you motherfuckers lay in the ditch. I'm a kill all you rappers. I'm a all my friends making mans because they know I'm a bitch. A lot of entertainers crash out to see the collision. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode. How can you not be a fan of that? That is sick. I don't know that's who did good. that intro, Marcus, but that's that shit fire, bro. Give him a follow. Uh, Marcus Maniac McGee. This video is called titled Rising Grind. It's breakfast sandwich time. Munchies with Mark. Give him a follow, y'all. That's <laughs> dope, dude. That's yeah, pretty good. So, yeah, it is, right? But uh, Marcus McGee is going to be on the prelims, and he's taking on Gaston Bolanos. Uh, Matthew... Selmus Semelsberger, Parsons, bro. This Semelsberger, I know I'm totally screwing up his name, but the dude is a motherfucker. Look up his last fight. If you got Fight Pass, you got ESPN Plus. Look up that dude's last fight. I can't remember who he fought, but I want to say he lost. But it was a slobber knocker fight, dude. Three rounds, slang and bang. Both dudes did not want to give up. And he's got the mullet to prove that he is a dirty ass fighter, dude. <laughs> he's a sucio. and then yeah, he is a sucio, bro. And then closing out the prelims, old schooler Andre Arlovski taking on Waldo Cortez Acosta. So uh, either Andre's gonna get a boring unanimous decision victory, or he's gonna get his jaw knocked off and not remember where he's at. <laughs> Dude, I thought Andre had had retired already. You thought wrong, bro. Yes, not wrong. Yeah. All right, dude. Check this out. Moving on to the pre to the main card, and we're gonna have some bangers, dude. I didn't. I took a closer look at this, and I was like, oh shoot, we're gonna have some really good fights next week, man. Ricky yeah, this Simone one right here taking on Mario Batista, dude. I know Mario's not ranked, but he ain't no punk, dude. He is. He always. Comes nah, to fight, he's on, and he's, he's always, yeah, he does, man. He's always been on the cusp of just like ah, you know, didn't hasn't had some decisions go his way, but he always comes to fight. So I definitely put uh Chingaso seal of approval on that one, as well as the next one, dude. Jim Miller taking on Gabriel Benitez, taking on that old school tip. Jim Miller needs to make this fight happen if he wants to be the only fighter to fight on UFC. 100 UFC 200 and UFC 300 because UFC 300 is coming up quick. So if mm. he gets the brakes beat off of him here, there's no way he's going to be able to recover in time to make yeah. it onto that card. And I don't really care if he's on that card or not, you know, but there's a lot of people that do want him on the card just for, I don't know, for the sake of having him on that card because they think it would be cool. But I kind of feel like it's taking a slot away from somebody that actually deserves it. What do you think? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, but if he puts on a show here, definitely want to see it. If you he know, deserves it, bro. It, if he deserves put him it, on, put it on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, dude. Co-main and main event. And these two, especially the co-main, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Matthias Nicolau 
taking on Manel Cape. And I think Manel Cape is just going to be like the freaking Grim Reaper here, dude. dude I'm seeing TKO round two, maybe even Coming round up. one. Dude, he's going to not come for that head. He's going to fucking knock it clean out. He wants row. to make it, you know, dude, because he if he puts on such a good enough show here, he can leapfrog everybody because he's got beef already with Pantoja. They had a killer fight. Pantoja won, I think, by split decision. So UFC would definitely not mind running that back. I definitely wouldn't mind them running that back. Yeah. And then main event, Magomed Ankalaev taking on Johnny Walker. Magomed coming in as a heavy, heavy favorite. But you can never count out Johnny Walker, dude. You know he's got something in his bag of tricks all the time. Yeah. Fucking so, crazy-ass style. Yeah, hell yeah. Eh? That's it, Fonzo. There you have it. Next week, the Chingasos Combat Crew Seal of Approval. Bangers to look out for. That's it, my mans. Fonzo, can't anything wait, you want man. to say before as we wrap this episode up, my mans? Just can't wait for all the 2020, but to see what all the 2024 has has in store for us. Uh, hope it's another great year of fights. 2023 was awesome, dude. We had some great events last year. Just can't wait for, for this year. Only getting better, bro. Only going to get better. And with that one Muay Thai GP, uh, that's what's up, bro. You know what I mean? So, until next week, Combat yeah. Crew, you know what we're going to be doing? Scouring the globe, scouring the Reddit, scouring the internet for the next fight stories. And we'll have plenty of fights to talk about. Until next week, follow us. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. Combat Crew, that's IG, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. And uh, follow us on any streaming platform, Chingas Combat Crew. Until next week, have a fantastic week, y'all. Chingasos crew out. Peace. Peace.